Welcome to Advancing All Women with Sarah Alter, President and CEO of Network of Executive Women. On this show, you'll hear top executives and experts talk the most pressing topics for women in the workplace. From advancing women of color, to developing and engaging male allies, to how to navigate the new workplace post-COVID-19. Sarah will cover it all as she and her guests dig into these key issues. Now, here's your host, Sarah Alter. All right, so I alluded to the big reveal last week. At the close of our show, drum roll, please, guests. Thank you. Thank you. New is now next up. Now, most of, I know. Ooh, ah, right? Right. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. You are excellent. <laughs> All right. So most importantly, the mission, oh, she stays the same. We are still here, and you've heard us talk all about it over the last 40 shows. Can you believe it? Advancing all women in business. That is our mission. And we're still here to support it through our three core pillars, right? The first, leadership development. Women are not broken. Women leaders clearly don't need to be fixed. But you know what? We can always be better, and we can always be you know, more flexible, right? The last two years have taught us that, if anything, we've had to all learn how to be new and different types of leaders. Men and women can both be better allies for each other. And my all-time favorite, you'll hear me quote it all the time, knowledge has a shelf life, right? Secondly, hey, our careers, the success of our careers, right? It hinges on our network, And so we provide the richest and deepest of personal and professional networking through our 22 regions across North America and soon to be global in the next year or so. And then lastly, but most importantly, because here's the root of the problem, right? What's typically broken or inadequate is that corporate culture. And as such, you know, what Next Step does is we provide C-suite leaders with insights and solutions in D-E-I-B-A, right? Diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And we're still learning more about accessibility. So, okay, I can already anticipate your questions. And and we've been hearing this. We revealed our brand to our uh, most revered, you know, stakeholders and communities. And you're going to see a huge press campaign go out in a week or so with our incredible partners, Fleischman Hillard. But everybody's like, okay, uh, after 20 years of network of executive women, why did you change your name? And why did you choose next up? Well, I'm going to let one of our guests answer that. And what we're also going to discuss today, though, is that, you know what, we all need to transform. You know, next up has been transforming over the last, um, you know, couple of years and, and, you know, corporate brands, you know, um, need to continue to evolve and need to continue to transform. And it's not about, you know, a new name or a logo or the color palette or the fonts. The brand is best defined through the experience and value that it provides to its customers, its clients, its members, or its communities. And again, I want to stress this, and we're going to talk more about it. A brand must evolve And yes, transform time and time again. I'm Sarah Alter. I'm your host of the Advancing All Women radio show and podcast, and proudly, oh so proudly, the CEO and president of Next Up. I am joined by an incredible lineup of leaders. I have Sandeep Dayal, Managing Director of Sorrenti and author, and he's going to tell a Tell us about his um, fabulous book. Kev O'Sullivan, Global Executive Creator Director at Fleischman Hillard. And Julie Bissell, one of our incredible Next Up team members and leaders. And quite frankly, the mother of our new brand. (laughs) And she is VP over regions and community and marketing. Um, So welcome, everybody. Thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. Alrighty. So Sandeep, 
let's kick it off with you. And and I always kick it off with, hey, why are you here other than the fact that your wife basically told you you had to join me on this show? Um, You know, tell us about your book. And he is clearly a brand aficionado. Well, thank you, Sarah, for having me here. And yes, indeed, I did get introduced to to you by my wife, but I'm actually happy to be here and talking about a topic that is uh, dear to my own heart. And, um, you know, so, you know, why am I here? And in some ways, you know, I've been on this mission in the last year or year or two to change branding. Now, previously, as you know, I've worked for a consulting company, Sorrenti, And we've done a lot of work on brands over the last 20 years, but we kept that knowledge to ourselves because it was kind of our secret sauce and we didn't want to really share it with everybody, reveal it to our competitors and so on. So we kept all that knowledge to ourselves. But more recently, something that you said here that, you know, knowledge has a shelf life and so on. And the other thing that I say is sometimes that, you know, knowledge isn't really knowledge until you share it with people. So we went through this whole transformation of sort of saying, okay, it is our secret sauce, but we are going to share it with people. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so happy to be here to be talking about the efforts that you're making here to be doing rebranding. Now, I did write this book uh, called Branding Between the Years. And the need for this book and the need for this journey is that brands have actually changed a lot and our thinking on branding has changed a lot over the last several years, but we haven't reflected that in our, um, in our formal thinking of brandings, if you will. If you still go to MBA schools and so on, the way they're teaching branding there is very different from where brands have come. And you talk yeah. about brands with values, brands with purpose, brands with empathy, These are not words that you're going to see in a branding textbook in an MBA school, but these are so much a part of our lives. And these are so much a part of organizations like yours. So in my book, um, I provide a new framework for thinking about things like this and how brands can actually grow up and, uh, you know, move on to, if you will, the next chapter in their lives. Absolutely. Yeah. And and help everyone appreciate your title. Branding between the years. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, so, you know, sometimes people, this is psychologists like to say that everything about sex actually happens between your years. And really, <laughs> we're talking, you know. Okay. And, uh, you know, I but like I to in. them. <laughs> That's our next show. Yeah, I'm sorry. Keep going. Sorry. But in this show. Yeah. In this show, it's clean and professional. Yeah. In this show, what it says is that, uh, or in my book, what I say is that everything about branding happens between your ears. And the idea is that everything that we perceive, everything that we see, feel, smell, you know, all of these things is really being processed in our minds. So brands themselves really happen, not on the supermarket shelves, not on billboards and so on, but they happen between your ears and your mind. And so appreciating that and really understanding how to build brands by understanding better our own selves, our own minds is kind of the essence of the book. And what has happened in the last several years is that um, there's a lot of work that has been done by people who have won Nobel Prizes, actually, like Kahneman, Taylor, you know, people like Daisy and Ryan and so on. These are very famous psychologists that have essentially done work around helping us have a much more precision understanding of how our brains work. And therefore, yeah. if you think about brand, if you think about brands, brands are about choice. You know, how do we choose things? And therefore, you have to take a step back and sort of start thinking about if this is what we know today about how our brains work, then this is how brands must respond to that. This is how brands must be, must be designed. This is how we must think about the DNA of the brand. This is how we must think about the soul of the brand. This is how we must think about brand experiences. And that's what is the essence of that book, really. And it's the, the brain, not the heart, right? Because the, it's, brain, the brain controls the heart, right? <laughs> yes. And in fact, everything that we do is really processed in our brain. And it creates, it creates those illusions of things happening in our heart. But nonetheless, everything is really happening in our brain. So really understanding how our brain works is super, super important. And there's a lot of new thinking around that topic 
which is really applicable to how we make choices and therefore how we should be designing brands and thinking about our relationship with brands. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Kev, welcome. Hello. Hello there. Hello, hello. <laughs> well, I why are you here? Delight- other than you, oh. you really had no choice again, <laughs> but why are you here? <laughs> well, I, I, I wasn't going to say that, Sarah, but it's very hard. It's very hard to say no to uh, my family and friends that are now next up, which is a uh, is going to be a, a change in my brain chemistry to to be able to say that right each time. Uh, I'm I'm here because, well, firstly by by job, but also through my my passion, have this yeah. this real obsession with how brands are perceived and enjoyed and I suppose wrangled over in 2022. It's really interesting what Sandeep is saying about um, the relationship between our brains and and I suppose these these brands that we're seeing in our daily lives but I, I think it's switched from just a simple story of emotional signals and the likes to a bit of a psychodrama I think we have this really strange tumultuous occasionally obsessive relationship with the brands in our lives now I mean there are a few that spring to mind immediately um you know that are taking over the front pages of everything from the wall street journal to buzzfeed news that i think we watch these brands like we used to perhaps watch members of the royal family or watch <laughs> uh, movie stars you know we, we've become so fixated on what they're going to do next is this their rise is this their fall um you know we nodded very briefly before the call to um before the show to Peloton, yeah, right? Absolutely. You know, and take a take a brand that no one had heard of two or three mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. And it seems week in, week out, we're actually stood by our virtual water coolers talking about them in the same way that perhaps we used to talk about Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fascinating. And I can't work out if it's that brands have changed or consumers' expectations have. But, um, you know, I'm really excited to be here and talk about that very strange relationship uh, that we've, we've developed with them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it, well, and they're only as successful or as sustainable as how much they can transform, right? Like, right. they clearly served us well these past two years, and now the, the new CEO, <laughs> right, will have to figure out what's that new vision, what's that new brand experience and journey. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, that word relationship is, is so key because with brands, we really do have relationships. They very much resemble our relationships with each other. And that's why we can be very disappointed by them. We can be very happy with them and so on. But they, it's very hard to be indifferent to brands. And, and I think that is why I'm so happy that you, you guys have spent so much time and deliberation about thinking about your own brand. And um, sometimes what happens is this whole concept of um, in, in, uh, in the thinking about brain, about cognitive dissonance, which is when a brand ends up doing something which is contrary to mm-hmm. uh, its values or contrary to what we think of as right right we all experience that like you know if you're a smoker you smoke but you know it's the wrong thing to do that's the classic definition of definition of cognitive dissonance and when you're positioning brands you have to be a little careful about those things right you have when you're repositioning brands and we've talked about this uh before in our conversations offline about how tiffany's had a little bit of a misstep there they came out with a new campaign which which basically said um and what they were trying to do really was is understandable what they were trying to do is to expand their audience go to a newer audience contemporize yes contemporize get more people into tiffany's um but what they did was they came out with their this campaign which was around not your mother's tiffany so that was the tagline mm-hmm. there. <laughs> and you could you could see all these Twitter boards and you know Instagram and all these things just light up with you know people that were disappointed about that because as it turns out, it's moms that spend the three thousand dollars or the five thousand dollars. Absolutely. On that blue bag. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, it's 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 the perfect example and 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 perfect segue, you know, 
Julie to Next Up. And as I shared, Julie is the mother of Next Step. She played like just a lead role. I am the proud and mama. Exactly. Sure. And, nudge, and nudging me like, we need to rebrand. We need to rebrand. And then yeah. she made it happen. She and an incredible team. But talk to us about, okay, why'd we change our name after 20 years? And why Absolutely. Next Step? Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. And um, obviously, Sarah's support and the whole process was was pivotal, as was our boards. Um, and they just gave Absolutely. us so much great support all all along the way. Um, and you know, I have I have an interesting relationship. Speaking of relationships with with prior network of executive women, um, my career at Coca Cola for twelve years really gave me the opportunity to volunteer for this organization. So that's kind of how I came to know the organization and appreciate the organization and the impact that we have. Um, and really, you know, I was part of the fabric of the DNA of this great organization that was built now 21 years ago. Um, and the real, um, I think the real purpose around why we had to evolve is really kind of adopting this future focused mindset. How do we want to intersect with our community and how do we actually want to impact them? How, how can we help? Um, because we're not doing enough. The numbers all tell us that, you know, oh, yeah. nobody needs another <laughs> business case, please. Um, but the fact of the matter is we have to be more action oriented. And when you think about, you know, the real intentionality that we had around assessing what does our brand mean? How are people perceiving it? Are we a passive network of people or could we be an action-oriented group that is really mm -hmm. talking about how right. we're going to get ahead? And I think mm -hmm. that pivot was really important for us. Um, I mean, Sandeep, you you have perfect example. And I reflect back on the days of Diet Coke and, you know, you can never leave your loyal base, right? You can never leave your loyal base of users. And, and we can't either because those people built our brand um, and they built more importantly, the foundation of yeah. who we are and the partners that we have. Um, but it's really important to think about the future target as well and mm -hmm. how we can embrace those future leaders into what we have built today, but let them help us formulate the equation for the future. So mm -hmm. that was that was really key for us. Um, we had so much great feedback from both internal stakeholders and people that have never known us, um, rightly so, yeah. about yeah. who we are, how do you perceive us, and what can we do better, right? Where and, are our opportunities? And, and 850 different names to choose yes. from. Quite, wow. quite a few, quite a few went on the chopping block. Yes. Yeah. So for the indecisive, yeah. Huh. Not a good journey. You, you needed to be a real action decision maker in that process. No, but no, no. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. We just had, we just had a great, um, you know, our agency envision it out of Chicago they did a lot of really great work with us, but they also, you know, we saw them bring to life the whole Choose Chicago campaign that really reignited yeah. the tourism yeah. for the city. Yeah. And um, they just did such great work. And Kev, you know, your team at, at Fleischmann Hiller has really yeah. ignited a whole new kind of um, thought process for us about how we can reach more. Um, yeah. I mean, we're, we're a tiny nonprofit at the end of the day, but we won't be. Um, and at, I think the biggest thing for us is um, we exist out of necessity. So mm -hmm. success for us is to not exist, actually. Yeah. And yeah. we can't yeah. wait for that yeah. day, but we've got to be more action oriented to get there. Yeah. What I, what I absolutely love about the the shift from new to next up is it really reflects on that closeness you have to your community because we, with all due respect when you when you think about next up you know unlike so many other brands that i'm sure we'll nod to and cover today you're kind of really just speaking about your members your members Absolutely. the interactions have the experience they have and i believe the reason that this will land so incredibly well and already has with so many stakeholders is it's not re reflective of a, 
a vision that Julie or Sarah um, you know, conceived in a dark room somewhere. It's actually come from the sentiment that you're creating every single day within that network. And I think that's, and I, you know, I love Sandeep's point of view on this, that whole notion of authenticity and a yeah. brand really reflecting what's that's going right. on inside the organization, you know, that has become paramount. You know, we talk a lot at Fleischmann about the authenticity gap, that if yeah. you are not acting, and, you know, Sandeep's nodded to this already, if you are not acting and being uh, in a way that is reflective of, of what you're saying, then you know, game's over and consumers are just so uh, ravenous for the truth about your organization, right? And Mm -hmm. you don't have to go too far to find the actual truth. So you better make sure that the gap between what you're saying you are and what you really are is is as small as possible. Yeah, it, it, you know, Julie and and the Envisionit team and our HQ team and, and your group too, you know, um, Kev, just it, it was a nine month journey, right? And what we heard, you know, from everybody that we were listening to is, um, you know, particularly from like an organizational perspective, right? Like we need to be transforming the norm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the most successful organizations, the ones that are going to be around tomorrow are the ones that are tackling the here and now by figuring out, hey, what do I need to do next, right? And yeah. Yeah. And then our individual members, you know, we heard from them, hey, look, it's about my career journey, right? And yeah. and we're now all defining it in different ways. So what I want yeah. next may not necessarily be what she wants next, and that's okay. And then even more importantly, who is next up? Like, maybe I shouldn't yeah. be selfish and just think about me, but who should I be? you know, an ally for advocating, you know, on behalf of taking action for who's next up, you know, so there were so many different dimensions. And, um, and again, that transformed the norm that came from Fleischman Hillard. I want to put that out there. (laughs) What's, what's, what's also really interesting there. um, And I think back to your point about the 800 names that landed on the cutting room floor. Now, Sarah, you've described a bit of a situation where there are tens if not hundreds of types of stakeholders and audiences and people wanting their voice now i imagine on that cutting room floor there are some names that were either ethereal or abstract or vague or didn't kind of almost (laughs) verbally commit to anything for fear (laughs) that you didn't get the right person that was next up or you didn't hit the right sentiment but what i love and this is so reflective in just everything you do is it's a commitment and it's dynamic and it's action oriented and it's an yeah. in, and in, there's an imperative baked into it and I I love that even though you do have so many parties to keep on side you still feel confident and active. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I did want to add uh, a point there, which is when brands are successful, and I'd argue that, you know, you guys have been pretty successful in your original mission here, when you're, you know, it's the same thing when you're successful with something, you want to share that success, you almost have an obligation to share that success with more people. Mm -hmm. And so many of Mm -hmm. us, so many brands these days are thinking about inclusion, right, which is like, you know, who else can we share with this? And Mm -hmm. that's a big idea these days. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, of course, you want to be inclusive, and Kev made an important point, which is, you have to be inclusive, but you also have to be authentic, right? So it is, it has to feel real. It has to feel like a real self-reflection. And I'm glad that you guys went through this whole process of self-reflection to really understand, you know, who else you can help with what you know how to do really well. And, uh, and, and I'm sort of reminded that about that in that, uh, in that whole logo next up, which is kind of, you know, what is next for this organization? What is next Absolutely. for, you know, people that you can help with? And there's always a next chapter in our lives, right? So. Absolutely. And I think Sandy brings up a good point that, um, you know, what we're talking about is you have to constantly evolve and Absolutely. this is step one. Right. And, you know, so many brands, I think, spend so much time on perfection and trying to just absolutely get it right for everybody. And it will never happen. 
you will always be evolving. And if you don't, you'll be left behind. But the the authenticity piece is real. Um, And we heard loud and clear from our community because we had a very conservative voice. Um, We didn't get in the middle of you know, controversial conversations very often um, because we serve corporate America and that's not where they're at. So knowing where they're at, but the impact and the relevancy we still have to maintain in a world that is very controversial, um, you know, you can't go from a one to five. That's what our stakeholders told us. You can't do it. You won't be believed. (laughs) You can yeah. go, you can go maybe yeah. from a one to three and we want you yeah. to go there because we yeah. need you to go there for us to be advocates, oh, no. but not make the big jump. Yeah. So yeah. really important. No, no and it, and, and it like the, the bigger driving force, you know, to, to build on what Julie just shared was it ties back to what you said, Sandeep, which was really owning that advancing all women in business, that inclusive element and experience, but even more importantly, the experience of belonging. Mm-hmm. We'd heard, you know, network of executive women. We heard men saying, uh, I can't join, right? You know, we heard, you know, younger generations saying, I'm not an executive, you know. So we realized our name was somewhat exclusive, although we love, love, love our executive members. You know, we're so glad for their their success and their careers, but we wanted them as well as many others to belong. So we are going to take a quick break and then we're going to get back to, okay, well, how do you bring a brand to life? Because like I said, it's not just the name or the logo or the fonts or the color palettes. Um, I want to thank everyone that's been listening in to our Advancing All Women radio show and podcast. And you can always check us out at nextupisnow.org. Yes, that is our new URL. I'm going to say it again, nextupisnow.org for more information on Next Up and all of our podcasts. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Network of Executive Women is a nonprofit dedicated to advancing all women and transforming our workplaces through the power of community. We are a growing community of more than 13,500 professional women and men, representing nearly 900 organizations across North America. We are a strong, collective voice for everyone in the corporate world who wants to see gender equality become a reality, and we welcome all who champion our cause. Members of NEW gain access to a broad network of like-minded professionals dedicated to women's equity and leadership development. Corporate organizations also gain access to DEI Solutions, which fosters a more inclusive and productive work culture. Plus, members can engage across NEW's 22 regional communities and attend two annual national conferences, which bring together the strongest minds in DEI and leadership. Join Network of Executive Women today. Visit newonline.org slash membership to learn more about becoming a member of NEW. That's newonline.org slash membership. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. There are lots of unanswered questions about life's problems, and this is especially true about spiritual life. Why can't we see God? Why is there evil in this world? Why does God let bad things happen to us and to others? Can we get divine help? Join Carl Mollison and co-host Brian Kelly for Get Wisdom. They have new answers from the Almighty you need to hear. And listening could definitely change your life. Tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Advancing All Women with host Sarah Alter. Want to learn more about the show and about Network of Executive Women? Visit our website today at newonline.org. That's N-E-W online.org. Now, back to Advancing All Women. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Sarah Alter and the Advancing All Women radio show and podcast. And I am joined today by Sandeep Dayal, Managing Director, uh, Sorrenti, and also author, Kevo Sullivan, Global Executive Creative Director at Fleischman Hillard, and Julie Basil. Uh, VP of Regions, Community, and Marketing for Next Up. And in today's discussion, we are talking about the importance of brands and the need to continually transform them. And as we did our big reveal earlier before the break, so if you missed it, new is now next up. So, Sandeep, let's talk about, um, and and we are clearly a brand with purpose. Let's talk about other brands with purpose. Sure, sure. Now, brands with purpose, and this is, again, one of those things that uh, I have discussed in my book, Branding Between the Years. It has become, brands, brands with purpose have become a thing these days, right? I mean, every brand, there's something about, hey, if you buy our product, we'll send 20 cents here, 20 cents there, and so on. If yeah. you go to Fortune 500 companies, you open up their annual report and there's like a long list, you know, in eight point type of all the organizations they write checks to. But what I argue is that brands with purpose, you know, it's not about writing a check to somebody. It's right. about becoming a brand that is a special something where that purpose becomes a part of your DNA. Yeah. And one of yeah. those, and there are three aspects that I talk about there. One is that, you know, whatever it is, that you do, it has to be absolutely associated with your organization, with which, with what you essentially do. Mm-hmm. So if you are Warby Parker, for example, which is, you know, this new company that uh, lets you buy eyeglasses. Oh, yeah. online, <laughs> now they have a very nice, uh, they have a very nice uh, effort whereby they have a goal of giving away X number of glasses to people who can't really afford them. So that really fits with their purpose. And and I like that. It's not just like saying, oh, we'll just write a check to the American Cancer Society or Society or something. Mm -hmm. Um, The second thing that uh, is important is uh, really to be authentic, you know, where people, where people from your organization, senior people from your organizations, the CEOs and uh, the COOs and the VPs and so on are really involved with it. Mm-hmm. and really feel for that purpose. It's not just that something that they show up for and so on, but they really believe in it. So authenticity Absolutely. becomes also a big part of uh, what you do. And then the last point that is there is that in brands with purpose, they make sense when it is really drawing on the core competences of your organization. So if you can pick on something that you do particularly well and then use mm-hmm. that to do good, like the Warby Parker's example, where they have expertise in that area. And in your organization also, I feel like you've developed all this expertise and capability in the past in helping Mm -hmm. people do well. And so the question becomes when you take that expertise and take it out to more people, it feels much more authentic. It does also feel good because you are drawing on an expertise that you have. Another brand that's done that really well in the modern brands is Allbirds, which is, you know, everybody loves their shoes and so Mm -hmm. on. And they produce Mm -hmm. all these shoes which are recyclable and so on. But they've actually put in lots of money and research 
behind making even the shoelaces recyclable or producible from eucalyptus trees and so on. It draws on a particular expertise that they have. And that is what makes Allbirds a brand with purpose. And I really do see that great potential for your organization where obviously you have a network of executive women who have expertise in helping others um, take that next step in the chapter of their lives. But how can you take that to more people that becomes, you know, that yes. becomes a part of yeah. your inclusion. It becomes a part of your being a brand with purpose. Yeah. No. And, and, and Julie clearly, right. Like as we, you know, we're, we're um, on this transformation journey, right. We'd been far more focused on solutions, right. We realized, yes, you know, we, we want to support and empower incredible female leaders, all female leaders, right. But it's like, hey, we got to provide solutions and, you know, we need male allies. And so, yeah, so the last couple of years, right, we've been developing. Um, and it's been it's been so interesting too, um, just going through this prop process. I mean, we are a nonprofit and, you know, we've always, um, you know, kind of had that in the tailing part of our story. And we've put that right up front now. And we created a purpose statement because, one of the things that I think the repositioning of our brand is doing fairly well already, it's it's creating a sense of urgency. And mm-hmm. it's actually creating a connection for people to say, okay, we are at a pivotal moment. And mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do here? What is my role? The, the question we are getting the most already is, what do I need to do? So people feel Mm -hmm. a role. They feel they own part of this. Um, You can't manufacture that. That is the mind, Sandeep, talking to the rest of Mm -hmm. their souls saying, gosh, I want to be part of this and I want to lead the process and um, helping this get further faster. So I do think that, you know, being intentional about really utilizing the core membership that we have, the people, their stories. I mean, we're putting it all out there in our campaigns um, because they are who we are and they are who's next mm. up. It's it's not about our story that we're creating. Um, it's their stories and we need to share more of them at all levels because, you know, it's not just the people making it to, you know, the big promotions to the C-suite. It's the people that are just entering the workforce that have had a hell of a time the last two years, you know, trying to figure out what to do and where to pivot to, and we can be there for them too. So I I think the, um, you know, kind of embracing everybody in this whole process of sharing the narrative and helping them create their own is a really key part of where we want our, our DNA to be. Right, right. And I think that is where you asked, answer that question really well, which is what is it that Next Up yeah. can do, which other organizations are not able to do as well. Exactly. And that is where the unique network uh, that you have, the unique set of members that you have, you know, that experience yeah. is just, very hard to reach for anywhere else. So to the degree that your organization makes that accessible to people who are just uh, looking for that guidance, looking for that shining light around, you know, where to go in that next chapter is, mm. is can be very meaningful. And, 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 and it's that community. And, and I love this Kev, you know, you've shared this with us before that your community, your customers, they're your brand director. Right. They are. They are. Yeah. And it's really it's really interesting, actually, just going back to something you said before about corporate America and how um, I think particularly in the role of a, a creative director, you quite often start the process uh, when it comes to brand briefs thinking, well, you know, how do we rank it up, ra- ramp it up to a five straight away? But actually, like threading a needle, getting to the three that you guys kind of mm-hmm. talked about is actually the real art because that means you're being, you know, no one said authenticity was, was always easy, particularly when it comes to speaking to hundreds of thousands of people on behalf of tens of thousands of people. But actually by reaching that, that level three on your kind of brand ambition, I think you've done something 
really special. I mean, I would argue that it's a 3.5, but uh, I still Thank think you. It's, 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 it's effective. <laughs> effective. What, um, what about uh, the idea that your community or your customer being the brand director is, is only really intensifying? I, I find that there's this, um, for anyone who has the misfortune of online dating, um, you will be familiar <laughs> with a phen- you'll be familiar with a phenomenon uh, named catfishing, where uh, certain people are using images that may or may not be their own. <laughs> and I think there's a bit of that going on in the world of of brands and certainly brands that get it wrong, right? Is that they will come to you whether or not that's in your Instagram feed, whether that's a radio ad whether that's some beautiful public relations stunt somewhere. (laughs) And actually, you know, you'll think that this is some beautiful, stunning, heartbreaking brand that you've just got to, you've got to get close to. (laughs) And then the moment that you experience their product or bring it into their lives, then the, the all bets are off, right? Like, actually, this is the exact same as the catfisher rocking up on the date looking like they really do. And the data just being humongously disappointed. And I think what we're kind of trying to call out here is those brands that are catfishing us all with their fancy marketing. Because Mm. the reality is the moment the consumer gets their hands on it. And what I love, you know, I do this as you know, part of my living is just spending time in the comment section of brands social social channels and literally you will have the most positive glowing enthusiastic caption and you literally just need to look one comment down and the complete opposite has been revealed by the consumer and so i just don't think that for any modern brand you can you you have that control like julie is number one collaborator is going to be her her audiences but you know fortunately julie's a very smart woman who knows that (laughs) well but you know it's 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 interesting because i think what one of our bigger challenges has been um and and julie and my team know this it's my favorite quote you can't make everyone happy you're not an avocado (laughs) (laughs) and in and in this transformation we 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 sadly you know have have had a few people say yeah, this new direction is not for me. You know, right. I like I like the old new and and what you stood for. And, you know, and, and as a leader, I've had to have a number of conversations and, you know, I want everyone to feel like they are included. I want everyone to feel like they belong. And that's what we stand for now. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, you know, to your point, it's like, you know, you, you got to serve your community. Um, but you know, I know what we're doing is right and being more inclusive and making sure all belong. And, you know, I I just hope that I don't lose people in that, in that journey because I, Sarah, that there's a, there's a really interesting kind of thought experiment here that we could do, which is imagine what you would have come up with if you didn't have to, um, reflect your genuine authentic self imagine if you could just pick something that felt cool and new and striking and dramatic and gone absolutely wild in the aisles like i'm sure you may have come up with something very different to next up you know the unicorn society or something uh, you know equally (laughs) crazy but the fact of the matter is that what you've actually built is something that is as positive and constructive as it can can possibly be and you you were always going to lose a couple of advocates in that process um but fortunately you didn't call it the unicorn society you called it next up which i think is far more reflective of your authentic self that was a good move but that was a close number two it clearly (laughs) (laughs) no so one of the names i'll throw it out there um bossy B O S S I E. And and it was literally like take that B word back, right? Like take you know, it back. Take it back. <laughs> take it back. But it wow. it it, you know, and it was cheeky, you know, it, it was much more contemporary, right? Did not reflect 
you know, mm-hmm. who, who we want to be. And, you know, maybe, maybe it's a campaign. But, you know, yeah. take that B word back. Yeah, we, we, we threw that one to the cutting room. See, isn't that amazing? Because I actually had a visceral reaction to that, which I know. was <laughs> like, and, and you so know, I, 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 I love irony. I love wordplay. It's like, yeah. you know, what I live for. But for some reason, I, I think I might have almost been a little bit sick then. I'm sorry. <laughs> well no and it's and it's and it's so funny because a couple of months ago i i read it somewhere but it's like um you know how it used to be everyone would say man up you know yes it's it's up. from a female perspective now it's like boss it up girl come on boss right. it up nice. so to your point it's uh, it doesn't really you know it doesn't really connect with everybody um Let's shift to, and, and, and we alluded to this, and this will be good advice and guidance for our, our, our listeners who are leaders in you know, corporate organizations. But again, brand is not just the name, the logo, the fonts, and the color palette. Um, let's talk about you know, what are all the components that go into a brand. And Kev, I know you've got some great thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting how much of it is heritage. It's really amazing. If you think about, you know, one of our great partner agencies, Interbrand, have a brand index they they reveal every year. And it, in effect, talks about the most powerful brands out there. And it's who you'd imagine, right? Apple, Chanel, McDonald's, uh, all the greats. And it's so interesting when you you think, and if you're, you know, I'm, I'd like to think I'm one of the oldest millennia, millennials in the world. Um, if you think about the brands that I will have grown up with, so much of that experience just runs deep within, right? And it goes back to what Sandeep's saying, like, you know, you have these deep psychological relationships with brands. However, what's really interesting beyond heritage is what they are doing. What are they actually doing in the world? And I suppose this is linked to purpose, right? Because that is probably the clearest reflection of, you know, what their brand is and who they truly are. And the reason I I kind of want to connect it to this purpose conversation is, you know, there are organizations like the old birds of the world who, you know, do so much for society. I think of Todd's equally, you know, these these organizations that have... Right. Like Bomba Socks. Right. Another great one. Yeah. Who have, who actually have that philanthropic element baked into their business. But there are businesses with bundles of purpose whose purpose isn't always that philanthropic or that generous or that societally relevant. And I'm not going to name names, but for some, it might be the manufacturing of chocolate leads to a certain level of joy within the human race. You know, they might necessarily be transforming the world for better, but their purpose is to produce that product that that Mm -hmm. consumer loves Mm -hmm. and has the enjoyment from. And I think that in many ways is where the brand sits is what is it you're actually contributing to the world, not necessarily on a societal level, but in terms of the human experience. And yes, of course you can, paint that purple you can you know slap on a charity partner there's all manner of things that you can do but i think the first step for any consumer when building a relationship with the brand is what are you doing for 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 me and my world and i think if you try and use the fireworks and the distractions and all mm-hmm. of the 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 dressings um, of a of a marketing campaign as a way of distracting from what you're really doing, then uh, you know, unfortunately, the bright, conscious, social media savvy consumer is going to be a problem for you. Yeah, I, think I Kev, oh. Kev's got a great point too around, you know, you really do. I I just reflect on us really thinking about what it is we want to be doing. And focusing on. And that means there's other things we can't focus on, right? And Absolutely. making that clear definition. Um, I think of many times you fall into this kind of when you are a purpose-driven company or organization, you fall into the trap of you want to do everything because you really want to do good everywhere you can. And you want to spread that and you want that to be viral and you want to be a good you know, partner in the process. 
But what's even more important is actually doing what you've set out to do at 150%. And that's hard sometimes, you know, kind of balancing that line. Um, And it is, you know, for us, you know, it's, there's so many great organizations that focus on young girls, young women, people that are getting to the end of their career or retirement, et cetera. But we're we're squarely focused on people in the middle of their careers and the start of their careers and heading into the end stage. So that part of it has been a good definition exercise for us too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sandeep, any last thoughts? Sadly, sadly, we only have a couple minutes left. Aaron, we need another hour. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, keep going, Sandy. But in brands, uh, in the new definition that I offer in my book, I describe brand as being something that is a key to unlocking the experiences that you have in Uh your mind or the fantasies that you have in your mind. Mm -hmm. And in the case of your organization, since we have only two minutes left, I don't want to get too deep into this, but nonetheless, in the case of your organization, you're going to be changing people's lives. And when you make that difference in someone's life, they're going to remember that experience and associate that with your brand. And, you know, and that's going to be the biggest win, just like, Kev was talking about how he goes and reads about reads these comments about ads and their positives and negatives. But there are people, you know, if there were comments about your organization, there are going to be people that are going to say that you changed their lives. Yeah. And experience will never go away from that. And that is what will define your brand, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it it it's so true. And 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 um, you know, I know Julie feels the same. It's our why right? We are here Mm -hmm. to help transform the lives of incredible female leaders and in their careers and and just um, as equally important to to help create more allyship, you know, across these corporate organizations, because that's what it's truly going to take so that Julie and I need to find our next jobs. (laughs) Like, (laughs) we exist out of necessity. Um, I am so sad, but we're out of time. So I, I just, I want to thank everybody who joined us today. Uh, uh, over 40,000 listeners. We thank each and every one of you. Um, I want to thank our incredible guests for sharing their perspectives and thought leadership and advice. I want to thank Voice America for giving me and next up the opportunity to always share our voice our stories, and our mission with all of you. And in our next show, next week, we're going to talk about how women can navigate that career transition, that career journey. Got a lot of great thoughts and stories to share. Thanks for listening to Advancing All Women with host Sarah Alter. Be sure to tune in again next week. Our program is live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment or catch our replays weekly on Voice America Influencers. Until we talk again, enjoy your week.